Hey guys, welcome to the Nerds of Destiny. Your not so weekly dose of everything essential. <laughs> hey guys, welcome to Nerds of Destiny, the podcast that covers every essential part of your addiction. Welcome, Guardians, to your distant galaxy coverage of the Nerds of Destiny. We've been away for a while, but we are revisiting you from the distant solar system reaches. With me today is the Matt, the or Matt. aka Doozer. What is it? And Joe, the Blue Streak. Over on the other side of the screen, it is Nick Thanatos DB8. And then there's also me, I guess. I'm here this too. is Lynn, and Lynn. he's also known as Oni111. But I'm, I'm on the Dirty PlayStation Network. <laughs> the Dirty, <laughs> Dirty PlayStation. Hey, very dirty. Destiny 2 has exclusives with PlayStation. And, For now. We're, we're the Dirty right now. I just, got, I just got to make one quick statement before we move forward. Uh, in agreement with you, sir, that... As Doozer leans into the mic with us. You guys are all like leaning into the mic, so I was just like, I'm feeling left out. No, just for this. Well, I know. Uh, pulling back the curtain for you non-YouTube listeners, uh, viewers. Anyone listening to podcasts only. Spoilers. There's three of us in a single room, and we're working with one mic. Uh, also, it has... It's, guys, it's been like... Dang, Nick, that's a really long mic you got there. <laughs> <laughs> Three of us working one, one, one mic. It's uh, oh yeah, guys, it's oh, it's geez. we've podcasting wise. It's I just wanted to make this quick uh, statement. It's it's been a few months. We got all hyped and jived in a podcast right uh, day a day before the Forsaken expansion released. And then we lost our lives to Forsaken and forgot to do a podcast. Uh, a little bit of that. Um, a little bit of planning mismanagement. Uh, and then we kind of got overwhelmed. Some of us, anyway. Uh, okay, I'm, I'm, it was all me. I, I had to pull back for a little bit uh, just because I got overwhelmed with our other productions with Nerdentials Media and stuff. Um, but we got to a point now in the slowdown where we were like, you know what? We really miss talking about Destiny, and so let's bring it back here. Um, I'm gonna pass. I'm gonna pass this episode torch off. I don't know what these guys are doing. Well, no, he, he, had a, he had a hand up. I was just gonna say that I just was playing like Resident Evil Two and Kingdom Hearts Three. That's why I wasn't playing. This Destiny isn't 2. Nerds of Resident Evil Two. <laughs> this is Nerds of Destiny. But that's yeah, this why last I, week I was I've been hiatus. doing nothing but Destiny. So a lot of us right? have come back to it, uh, and the, not counting Lynn, who never stopped. Well, <laughs> I, I gotta say, guys, it's been a pleasant run this last week. Being able to play some Destiny with Lynn, it has been a complete blast, and I appreciate every second of it, buddy. Oh yeah. Uh, and in light and celebration of that unity, and not, unfortunately, because he got an Xbox, but 
because he's visiting me in, up here in the Northwest from Nevada. He's actually in the studio with me today, and he has been able to hop on my Xbox and play with the rest of us. So, um, we're going to let Lynn lead this episode as kind of our, our comeback episode on Nerds of Destiny. I'm done rambling, Lynn. I'm going to let you... Matthew as the hand again. Let's go for it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Happy Crimson Days. Sorry. Oh, yeah. No, I, I, well, I wanted to start off. Oh, sorry. With kind of uh, kind of a breakdown, saying what we were gonna go through in yeah, case dude. we wanted to do like I don't know pre-show markers in case somebody wanted to skip ahead and not listen to the other <laughs> bulldozy. <laughs> so I, I, Bernie Sanders. Wait, what? I I, I oh. really wanted to cover the Crimson yes. Days, like go over the things, my my quips that I have with the Crimson Days. The things that I liked about it, go over what you guys are enjoying out of it. And then I also wanted to touch on, later on in the episode, probably, let's see, Trials? WTF? uh, What happened to that? Trials? Also, uh, what happened to Factions? And maybe predictions on what's going on there? Extensive WTFs. Yeah. Where did they go and... Maybe just kind of, kind of something that you guys have been enjoying this past week. We could do like a Where that. Are They Now VH1 yeah, with the factions. <laughs> uh, that would be awesome. Okay, so starting off, let's hear what you guys are enjoying with the Crimson Days currently. We will, since we're together, I will shoot it to Nick and let let's see what... What are you enjoying of Crimson Days most currently? Um, they've upped the amount of drops, and it's been ridiculous. Um, especially with the, the ones of us that have, are coming back to the game that haven't played in a while. The amount of drops and the amount of actual uh, bounties we can get is just helping us climb to catch up with our friends. Um, I, I, I've been enjoying the just the... It, it's... It's different than what I've been used to actually playing recently. Uh, it seems like uh, people are more enjoying themselves and not so ragey. Uh, so yeah, fair enough. There you go. I'm, and of I, course, the the only reason for playing Crimson really is uh, I got that vow. Oh yeah, a, a six fifty bow that is uh, guaranteed six fifty curated roll. So somebody else also got me that bow. Mm. Nice job, Matt. You just get it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So going from Nick, we'll go over to Joe, and then probably come this way. Considering I do have some angry things I would like to say about it. Some so, priors. So knock out the positives. Yeah. All yeah, right. We'll, we'll go enough. through the positives and then we'll hit my... It's, <laughs> it's stupid, but we I, it needs to be touched on. So right now I, we're coving current... Crimson Days. S- s- current, oh, the current your, event. Your thoughts on Crimson Days. I what don't you know like if you've experienced Crimson Days in the past, but okay. I'd okay. like to hear right. what you enjoy of it currently. Okay. Quick past recap, zero experience. I completely missed out on the event in the past. That being said, this event, I like these little seasonal events. I think they're they're fun. Um, they give you 
oftentimes they give you a fresh reason to grind for more things. Um, I would say on the onset of prior public events I've been involved with, a lot of it is cosmetic. Uh, usually there's a couple curated things in there that are like really powerful that you want to go for. And, and in this case, it's a bow called the Vow. Uh, for me... I would say I love the I, I love seeing themed aesthetics like just the visuals. Uh, Any time a new event kicks on, I go into the tower. I love seeing the the flavor of confetti coming down for that particular event. Red heart confetti. Uh, yeah, the last event I hit before seeing this one was I think the Solstice of Heroes. I missed out on the dawning, which came out in December. I, I missed that short event, unfortunately. No uh, snowballs and holes for you. I know that would that would have been. I don't. I wish I hadn't. I wish I hadn't hopped off during that event because I literally Christmas is my jam, and that would have been probably my favorite event to be in. You also didn't make any cookies. I know I missed out on the baking. Missed out on the cookies. I missed out on the baking, but. As far as Crimson Days goes, let's say this. I played a couple matches. Uh, I first jumped on with some randoms. And I would say the only, for me, the only part I'm not I'm not super excited with as, and I'm going to label myself a tower casual here. I'm not, I, in that, like, I'm not grinding out regularly. So I, I can't speak from that perspective. But someone who comes back every other week or every few days and hops on, uh, the aspect I'm not huge on is that this whole event is surrounded by the. And I under, I get it. I understand coupling the idea of, okay, it's a Valentine's Day theme. I get it. So, like,. You need to do it with a buddy. You need to partner up. Like, I get that. And Destiny is a game with friends type game. And I'm I'm not ashamed to say I'm more uh, often a solo player. And I do love playing when I get with a group of friends. It's always fun. I'm not against that. But with different schedules and stuff, it's easier to go solo a lot of times. And with this, it's not as fun when you're stuck loading into the crucible with randoms specifically 2v2 that's my biggest like i wish there were some alternate activities in this event that could still earn me points towards these things like the halloween event where you didn't have to team up with anyone you wore a mask you went into the infinite forest oh you're talking the uh like the matchmaking of the like if you wanted to do the nightfall with another person to get the can the heart-shaped candies like a, a matchmaking for that no i'm just referring to the need just, to the need to the, the do need it to with anyone do period like doubles type thing oh, okay. like i know that's this whole event is about matching up with friends i yeah, get yeah, i yeah. know that so that i was saying the only th the, my only tiny gripe is that they don't have an extra activity that doesn't require partnering up because there are solo players out there that that enjoy the world of destiny by themselves I know it's far, few and far between, probably, and I'm, I might be the only one in this group that feels that way. But the rest of the event is fun and awesome, and I love the the I love the aesthetics. Anyway, fair enough. And uh, not a lot to complain about well, no, for me. It's totally understandable from being in in your seat. The 
inability to enjoy the event to its fullest without having a like another fire team member or needing to hook up with someone yeah Yeah. that that would kind of suck and I, I get it. I get. I know that's what Destiny is about: is playing with friends. I get it. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not dumb, yeah. but it's unfortunate there wasn't a one extra activity that could facilitate the random few people that may not be able to find a friend at the time that they're able to play. Yeah. Okay. Fair Ma- enough. Matthew, it's understandable. For me, I love crimson doubles. Two v two aspect. I, I, I've always loved. Um, with with the person with the person you know or matchmaking wise, I'll still go in there and dominate. <laughs> it's always fun carrying a blueberry. It is real match, and then <laughs> at the end of the match, having them send you a friend's request. Yes, that <laughs> happened to me like five times. <laughs> I told you stop calling me a blueberry. <laughs> <laughs> You're on my friends list. <laughs> I thought. You Wait, can't re-request, no. so he, Nick. He, he was talking to me. Oh. No. So, <laughs> You're not that cool. Come on, now. The, uh, I'm just playing. I like the vow, the bow. I mean, the the perks on it aren't that great. The only aspect I like about it is that it is 650, guaranteed. And it, it is also fully masterworked, guaranteed. And you can put it into something else that you you like better. And then you can also pull it back out of your collection. Exactly. Okay. Um, oh, it's a fi- fixed rolls then? That's why they let you pull it out of your role. collection? Yep. Yeah, it's cur- it's a curated roll, and that's the only way that you can get it. Now, is it locked at 650 coming out of your collection? No. It's, no, it's, it's, uh, it whatever, is six. 10, it's 10 below your highest light level that you can achieve currently. Which is what I thought. So the only way that you only get a one-time benefit of the 650 power. Well, that, that's why I kept... The 650 in your inventory is just for that sheer boost of light when you do right. go to do those power. Yeah, one right. thing. One thing I will say that if you are like one of those casual players that is below 600 currently right now, getting the vow is your best friend. Yep. Put it in your inventory; it will help you rank up super fast. And if you did the Halloween event, <coughs> you would have the horror story, which mm-hmm. is 650, and then the energy weapon now, which is the vow at 650, mm-hmm. and then. Like Thunderlord drops at six fifty. So there's a full weapon slot set of six fifty. Yes. And the last word actually drops at six fifty. But you're already covered there with the horror story. Sure. And I am Hey, but I, I like the last word. Anyways. I, I am under six hundred, so those benefit someone like me for sure. Yes. Definitely. So a quick boost. The only thing or a couple things I don't like about the Crimson days this time. Is the fact that there is pretty much only one thing that you can actually get that's new, and that is the vow. Yeah. Everything else, like when you go Past to shacks, things yeah, are I go to shacks and I'll sit there and I'll be like, "Oh, look, I already got that. I already got that. I already got that. I already got." That. I'm like, "Oh, okay, in, I've in, got." In all fairness, though, the <coughs> the steampunk for the Wordcliff coil was not acquirable from last Crimson Days. It was another route of acquisition for that. That is true. But it is significantly easier to get now. And yes. if you did not previously grind it out, it is definitely worth getting it because it is super easy to get. Very super easy. Especially now with the with how you can get the candies. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you can like with even with the vow, hundred candies. You could do that with the nightfall, and playing a couple games of crimson doubles. Oh, that double nightfall was brutal. Well, it, you you can actually <laughs> Don't do, do the, momentum. Hold on, you you can do a nightfall. At the lowest settings. People don't realize this. No, we did. <laughs> but you put it on momentum. Casual people don't know this. <laughs> I, I was doing it for the benefit that on, yeah, a, hunter, still... on a hunter I can get momentum up pretty quick. Oh, uh, true. And get my health back. But... With a Titan. <laughs> well, no, with the Titan you, you can get it, but if... our thing was is we spent most of our time pinned down because that first area, it's just... It's painful. Oh, I'm just saying you don't have to actually go for like the hundred thousand points oh, for no, the no, nightfall. No, 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 we weren't we weren't shooting for anywhere near a hundred thousand. We were just trying. To you, you could just you could actually complete it with just using the greens and calling it good. <laughs> Anyways, and, uh, so don't like the fact that they didn't bring in anything else that you could get besides the vow and the world cliff coil. Just to echo your thoughts, just to backtrack on, to add to what you were saying for me is, yeah, I forgot about that aspect is, so upside for a casual player that missed out in the past, I, I get a second chance at getting all those things prior. Downside, it makes the earning of those things previously less exclusive and awesome to say that I got it that one time in season one or three, whenever. And it is also disappointing for you who got it before that you don't get a new set of things to pursue. Yes. With, with like with destiny one crimson days, both crimson days were completely different. Crimson double stayed the same. But the things that you can get, as far as, like, not weapon skins, but, um, like, weapons and uh, ghost shells and candy shells and whatever, they they were completely different on both Crimson Days, to where you could grind to get two separate sets of things, as far as, like, armor goes. Yeah. Then, with this one... This is the exact same Crimson Days from last year. Just the weapon has changed that you can get. And well, this it, it skipped an entire season. Yes. The first Crimson <clears throat> Days was season one. This is season three. Yes. That is true. There was no Crimson Days last, last year. It was last... Yeah. Last season. Alright. So, I, I will keep it short. Hopefully. Well, we've covered a wide yeah. range of ground here, so... so I apologize. I, I enjoy the doubles. I feel like it allows me to get a little bit closer with my partner. Maybe feel a little bit inside of them. <laughs> <laughs> know, the, know the interworkings of their mind. And it's a great way to stay in shape. <laughs> like but, like teabagging. Yeah. It's for fitness, right? You, yeah, you but, do it for fitness. But never be that douchebag that does it when someone's solo by themselves and you're poning them. Right? Oh. Right? That like that one guy who was, yeah. he he thought that he he it was okay 
to win one round, and then oh, you had one of those guys fury, furiously teabag for fitness, uh. and then every round after that proceeded to get his face rubbed in the dirt because he knows what he did. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens. It was PSA kids don't teabag unless you're good. And then even at that rate, still don't do it. I was going to say, I had two partners leave me in one match, and I still won. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Well, the the thing there that you had going to your benefit is when the person does leave, you do get the buff. Mm -hmm. The buff for losing a teammate. Yeah, but they they can see you constantly, though. Right? Because of the... But you do have the raging damage buff boner going. Raging boner damage buff. Okay. Mark that in the notes. It'll be on the test at the end of the episode. (laughs) (laughs) Like, uh, Jesus Beam Bukaki right this down. Yeah, there you go. That wasn't us. That was not going to throw the guy under the bus. Oh, no. Throw that out there. Brayhan had, I had fun playing with Brayhan. He, he also knows what he did. <laughs> Wait, were you guys playing in we were, a private match or something? No, we were, we were doing Gambit, and oh. we, we made an entire team quit quit <laughs> because of how hard we shut them down. We just, we just like faced two teams in a row that were just going total sweat, and we're like, no, we're not having this anymore. Back yeah, out for a second, come back, and then just, what was it, 90? to uh, Yeah, yeah. We got to the we got to the point where we were dancing on the bank, not banking anything, and letting our blueberry do all of the work. And then when he would get enough moats into the portal, we would go over. <laughs> I would dance, and then when the guy came up to bank his moats, I would kill him and then go back. And I would just set my, I would set my chair on top of the the bank and just wait for yeah. the, wait for it to happen. It was his iron throne. Nice. That's awesome. He it was like an elevator too. He would go down and come back up with his chair. Go down, come back up with his chair. Okay. Anyway, back on topic. Here are the things the long list of things that I don't care for for the Crimson Days. And it is numero uno. I log in and the entire knockout list is already fully completed. I have nothing to grind for other than the Val. Right. This is very disappointing. I know for other people who didn't give a chance to do it, it it's awesome. Okay? You guys can get those things that you didn't have prior. But it is not good practice for the people who have been playing it for a long time. Consistently. To be excited for an event and then get very disappointed upon having no endgame content to shoot for or no reason to play the event at all. And last I checked, you want to keep your player base playing the game to continue playing it. For sizzle. You promise us toast and give us nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Sorry. There's the dollop of butter. My next, bread. My next thing is, even if they would have brought back the knockout list from D1, 
that would still be new content for D2 from D1. And I, albeit old content, that would still be something for me to grind out that is already coded. I, I would enjoy shooting for old stuff. I mean, how many of you guys in the comments Otherwise. below, how many of you guys in the comments below have done the last word quest or even attempted the last word quest? What's the last word? I'm it is a you're, hand, you're starting it right it, now. It's the hand cannon from D1, the Tex Mechanica. Oh, is it the temptation thing? Yes. And can I, can I say something? It is not as hard as it was in D one. No, no, nowhere, no, nowhere near. near as hard in D one. <laughs> um, people are like, can, no, I'm at the point where this is freaking impossible. Because oh, we, we'll, we'll play games, where I can get up to like thirty percent, and then the next game we get put with super sweats that aren't, aren't okay. playing trial anymore. So I can the, do shit, and then I go back down to zero. The the last word quest for D two is the chaperone quest from D one. The D1 last word quest line was a whole lot more ridiculous and a whole lot more painful. You had to actually get 500 kills with a hand cannon and you would be reset if you died. Like you'd get like two kills and die, you you would lose two kills. It, it didn't matter. Like, it doesn't go, oh, hey, I got 14% this match. I lost 13% this match. And you still got that left over there. It's just flat out, if you lost or died, you lost all of your, all of your total. It was rough. Yeah. But, it was bad. So, <laughs> so that being said, not having things to farm for, being disappointed in this Blah, blah, blah. I'm a dirty, overachiever, not casual. <laughs> I'm sorry. But... Props to you, sir. There, there, There's going to be things that people complain about one side of the spectrum or another. It sucks that there weren't things for me to go for other than the vow. But, I mean, it's still awesome that people can go back and get it. It would have been nice if they would have changed the color of the emotes, like what they were doing for yeah. the, the reworks of the old emotes from season one. Mm-hmm. Like, so instead of having the orange heart, when you drew the heart, give them like a blue heart or a red heart or something like that. Something different just to say, hey, this is from season three and not season one. Oh, well, I mean, it, it'd be nice, but I mean, we don't need the elitist thing there i guess but i will end point there's missed opportunity there is almost guaranteed upset over this i mean i'm upset about it but i i'm pretty sure that there's other people upset about it but you know yeah at this point oh well hopefully things get better in the future i mean the dawning was pretty good. I'm not even gonna lie. I enjoyed the dawning this year. I'm so disappointed that I missed I, it. I didn't get my 150 cookies <laughs> for my. Um, What's the dawning? My sleigh. That, that was a but, Christmas, uh, Christmas, Christmas event. Christmas time. I did. I event. did do like 90 cookies. So I do. I did have like the two. Okay. There was baking anyways. involved. An exclusive sparrow that looked like a Santa sleigh. Which a, I have. 
and a few other things. Dare I say, a hell of a farm that I did enjoy. Heck yeah. Okay, moving on. I would like to move to the absence of Trials of the Nine, or some people know it as Trials of Osiris, but it's it's collectively known as Trials. It is the pinnacle endgame PvP activity that most people shot for, most people got owned in, most people raged at. And it did. All the above. It, All the it, above. It, it did destroy friendships. I I can attest to it destroying friendships. But where did it go, and what the heck happened? Is anybody really disappointed about it? I am disappointed because <laughs> all the tryhards played in trial, and now that it's gone, they're just flooding uh, quick play, and you can tell and calm. you can tell when a you have them are teams calm. of tryhards yeah. like that that that's all they play because that's the game tactics they play and people can't um what the heck are you they can't uh <laughs> he's note taking they can't play oh. uh just for fun anymore because people there's the tryhards are in there ruining the people that are trying to have fun so you barely get to play any sort of crucible because it's flooded with all the people from trials and it's bullshit that's an that's an interesting perspective nick that we don't think of very often purely because uh the people complaining about trials the most are those that actively regularly sought it out over the weekends it was the weekend thing to go do, uh, but to your point, it absolutely does affect the rest of us, including the, the slightly more casuals and non-casuals. If you just wanted to enjoy Crucible, period, it's now unbalanced because of Trials Missing. Yeah. Well, that and their ELO scaling... Is completely it, different. Yeah, they, they said that they were working on it and trying to get it aligned so that you know the casual who has an ELO of below you know like 130 doesn't get put up against somebody who's you know maybe <laughs> higher 740s yeah it's like what I there, there's a reason that they're separate from each other and I don't know if this is rumors or not I need to recheck my information but from what I've heard trials they're working on to be back to the old trials of the nine aka 3v3 there are statements uh that they are working toward like that's whatever that's what trials players want i is to bring back the glory days with with this next this next expansion right here the joker's wild expansion I would like to see Trials come back. I know it's a long shot, but there's an opportunity here. Being of the hand card game based theme, they have the opportunity to go into different game modes, different game types, different team comp setups that they can do. And... They can bring back the quest line from D1. So there were quests that you shot for in D1 that you would grab a trials card, 
grab the quest with Trials Coins, and then go try to knock out your quests and get rewards, whether you won or lost, that, you know, you had an opportunity at getting Trials Weapons, Trials Emblems, Trials Shaders, all that from just completing quests. What I'm saying is, they don't necessarily have to stick to the 3v3 player base. Or the 4v4 player base. Shoot, they could go for Trials 6v6. It would still be fun, and it would still be sweats all up in there. Trying to knock out their Trials quests. Oh, heck yeah. We, you know, ba Back in D D1, we would actually do 6v6 in private matches of... Trials style. Well, I mean, <laughs> even, you know what would be killer to see? Would be a Trials Rumble. Just watch all of the sweats go at it free for all. One from one on one. Oh, uh, that would be an incredible I, mode to see. I would tune into a Twitch channel just to see that. You know, if Bungie was smart, and, and bear with me on this, they need, they need to take what they learned, learned with Halo... With matchmaking, yeah. have the social side, have the competitive trials side, to where it's like rated or whatever. Yeah. Cause like when I played on in Halo Three, I ha I was level forty eight in uh, singles. Okay. Let's be honest. You just want Halo multiplayer to come back to its pinnacle uh, status. <laughs> I do go back to Halo every now and again. Which, which on a side note, we there's promise coming with Halo Infinite in 2020. But anyway, but to backtrack on, but you see what I'm saying though, right? Like, there's social rumble and then, then there's yeah, yeah, yeah. Not there's to diminish, not the to play rumble and then there's the sweat rumble. Yes, uh, I would like to bring up the specific article uh, where Bungie is quoted in their. Uh, TWAB this week at Bungie where they officially announced it to give all our listeners official context and to unfortunately place your hope to rest for now. That, <laughs> that's why I said it would be it would be nice to see it. So it's a it, long shot. So Polygon uh, reports here in a blog post that Bungie announced. Uh, in this week's blog post, this, this article went live less than 12 hours ago. Uh, Bungie announced that Trials won't be coming back in Season of the Drifter. And that its future is looking grim for the rest of this year. Quote from Bungie, quote, Until we have a solid prototype for a pinnacle PvP endgame activity... Trials is staying on hiatus indefinitely and will not return over the course of the next few seasons, said the design team. Quote, when we have those new plans ready, we'll be sure to share them with you. Um, in conclusion, the article says Destiny's second annual pass season and sixth season overall season of the Drifter begins March 5th. Bungie has created a week of transition for previous seasons, offering some new cosmetic rewards, but no new content for the annual pass. It's currently unclear if March 5th will bring with it the new Gambit experience promised for Joker's Wild, or if players will have to wait until March 12th to get their new PvE VP fix. On that note. 
nailing the coffin right there on any hope for trials. Sorry I'm, about the news <laughs> for trials, but yeah. Trials because it's not something I play. I'm only more interested in it because it'll get the sweats out of. It'll take the tryhards yeah. off your back. So we can actually enjoy the well, dust rock blues, Wardcliff coil using you know who you guys are. <laughs> well, and, and what's what's sad about it is is that like those people that are sweaty and they go to competitive, they go to competitive and rank up the whole freaking way, and then they stop playing competitive and they're just going to quick play because they reached what they wanted to, like with well, uh, yeah, but the in, pulse in, rifle in last all, season. In, in all fairness, though, there is a trend <clears throat> for going five resets. Okay, but. Moving on from the <laughs> PvP trial sweat complaint, I would like to ask, and keeping theme with WTF, mate, uh, <laughs> the uh, faction rallies, factions, and the dead NPCs in the tower. Where are they now? <laughs> oh, where, uh, they are Someone's currently still standing in their spots. So I, they are still standing yeah. in their spots. Yeah, you just can't interact with them. Oh, the faction people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> see, I haven't even like gone to like them to see if I could interact with them. But that makes that just kind of makes me mad because I liked hearing uh, what's his name Jar- Jarvis Javis Dead Orbit dude. Oh, the what can Jalal? De- what can Dead Jalal. Orbit do no. for you today? Yeah, the yes. Let's let's come to the dark and what was, see what, what was, what was is the actor's name. I mean, what was what was the character he played in Prison Break? Uh, or even that freaking <sighs> bad or not bad omens, but uh, American Gods. American Gods, yeah. Yo, the Russian dude from uh, Bad Boys Two, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you, uh, you are thinking of Peter Stormare, who played John Abruzzi in Prison yeah. Break. And then the the character that played as Dexter's stepfather, I mean father and uh, the the adopted father, uh, in freaking uh, uh, Dexter, was the voice of uh, the the new monarchy. New monarchy, yeah, yeah. Quick, what was Future Oracle's voice actor? It was that. Uh, oh. Sh- you gotta be quicker than that. Uh, I know I've, her. I know her voice. In my head I've right seen now. her in a lot of movies too. Uh, Isn't it uh, M from 007? Okay, who who are you Money talking Penny? about? Is it Money Penny? Future War Cult's uh, quartermaster. Well, faction master. Oh, Future War Cult Lakshmi too. Lakshmi. Uh, that was Sh- Shore Agdashlu. <laughs> Not as cool as the others. Yeah, <laughs> as far as like, she's been in a lot of different things. Uh, oh yeah, her name's hard to say though. I can't even. That is definitely not the person I was thinking of. Shore oh, Agdashlu. I, I okay now I know who she, she is. She okay. plays Lakshmi. Oh wait 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 hold on. Yeah, she looks like the older version of uh, Catherine C. Designs. <laughs> yeah, kind of. 
Yeah. Did you say Catherine Zeta-Jones? Yeah. She looks like an older version of her. Yeah, I thought I could have sworn I had seen her in um, Ash vs. Evil Dead, but I guess not. Do Never they, mind. Do they have Ada One in there yet? Oh, the character I'd probably further down. Which one? Ada One. Oh, from Black Forge. Armory. Black Armory. Yeah. Speaking of Forge, I have I still haven't even done any of those. I feels bad, man. Uh, hey, I'm. Is the this is bad podcasting. Thank goodness we're not live. Uh, I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna look this up for you. You keep moving the conversation forward. Right? Speaking of Yotun, that thing is way too overpowered and needs to get nerfed. On a side note, Lynn, you've been a, doing an excellent job at continuing things moving. What's the Yotun? Uh, it is a <laughs> fusion rifle that fires fiery balls of doom that I are, need, that explode. That explode I, and do I a need dot help. tick. I need help. I have the forge waiting in my my. Which one? Quest. I still the first he, one. He hasn't done the first Valerian? one. Valerian. Yeah. You don't have the I'm a Nazi forge yet. I've never done anything for the forges, dude. I haven't done anything for the forges either. I'm 635. I That's have the sad. exotic quest for the Black Army completed for the Izanagi's Burden. Wait, why does Joe not have the ability to forge? Because I don't have reasons. the annual pass uh, okay. because reasons. Matt never bought it reasons. because he is account sharing with Dr. Confused who does have it. So Matt did not feel the need to buy it. Oh, I didn't get the freaking $80 version of the game that I but paid. But you're file already. sharing with him. Yes, my 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 doctor is sharing his account with Matt, so Matt gets everything the doctor has. Matt is sharing his account with me, so I get everything that Matt buys, but not what the doctor buys. Okay. You get how that works? I don't have as intensive a list. Should I just share with you? What do you mean? I have the annual pass. I mean, yeah, you could. I could disconnect from Matt because the only thing I'm benefiting from him right now is Resident Evil 2 Remake. All the other games I don't play. Whatever Matt currently owns that he's sharing with me. Okay. Which is like a list of like two anyway, games. This is a side tangent. Lynn's trying to get us back on test. Getting back to Let's come factions. back to this and like, uh, talk to me later about that. So, or the lack thereof. So we, we have the, <laughs> the three that were from D1. The... You know, the Dead Orbit, the Future War Cult, and the New Monarchy. Mm-hmm. There was also that one hidden one, which is currently very much visible in the Bannerfall map for PvP. And it's House Sigil is a fist, and its colors are green and black. And you will need to go back and look at Grimoire cards to find out what I am talking about. Now I'm confused. But it is a hidden faction from D1. It is very much visible in D2, and they do not hide it, which is kind of nice. Rocket power turbo fisting. Right? Ooh. But what? Joe brought up a good point D1? in regards to the new factions from the Black Armory, which we have not seen any representatives of just yet. But we have seen the house sigils for each one. One is the hand. One is the butterfly. Oh, you're saying there's factions oh, with the black armory? There's so the potential. As far as sigils there's go, yeah. There's the potential. Because all you've seen so far is Ada 1. And they have said that each house is representative of a different 
Well, okay, hold on. What, what's the name of this uh, new DLC coming out? Joker's Hand? Joker's, Joker's Wild. Wild. Joker's Wild. Oh, I thought Season it was the of the Drifter and Joker's Wild. Right? Yeah. That That's... You, you could say that maybe the Drifter represents the hand. 801 represents the butterfly. And mm. then who represents the last sigil Float of the like armory? a butterfly, sting like a Jotun. <laughs> oh, gosh. <sighs> no well, one. the no last one. one is supposed to be the robots, the... Oh, the, the frame? Bot. The frames? Yes. Yeah. I... That would be interesting if, the, in Penumbrum, you actually start <laughs> fighting the frame because they're tired of sweeping your dang tower. Well, no. Cause, cause <laughs> <laughs> sweep, sweep, sweep. Oh, I missed a spot. No, sweep, I think penum- Penumbrum, we're going to actually fight that uh, those those ships you see come alive at the end of uh, the first part of uh, Destiny 2. I'm going to throw this out there real quick, Nick. I think the Black Pyramids up in space might be alluded to during Penumbra, but I feel like whatever Bungie has planned for that won't come till a full-blown new expansion. Oh. Uh, well, Destiny 3 or oh, whatever their whatever their fall expansion the is that's equal to Forsaken. <laughs> Say that again, Lynn. The we talked over. queen that we deserve. The curse finally breaks. That's the city's free. On a side note, this is the actress that voices Ada One. Doesn't doesn't seem to fit the visual like her voice. Nope. Nope. Who's but what's she, her name? Britt Baron, and she also voices uh, Linda zero five eight on Halo Five. I knew I recognized. And she was in she was in Glow as Justine Biaggi. On that that Netflix original anyway. series, Glow. Anyway, sorry. Back on task. So you don't feel the that factions, the, the, the dark pyramids from the end of the storyline in D two will be revealed until. I mean, no, 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 no. I, I would say there might be a reveal, but I mean, as far as like, I don't know right now because here's the thing: if we look at the roadmap for the seasons currently, right now. Penumbra is not listed as that Penumbra. It's listed as redacted. <laughs> the roadmap that continues to have redacted things added to the list. I'm, I'm Bungie sorry, promised everything through the September, annual pass though. will continue and be released to the end, but for some reason they redacted the title for the following season. I'm sorry. In September. One of the things that bothers me about it is they've shown a tendency to introduce you to and create characters and to people just to completely forget about them. The stranger? The sh- yeah, exactly. Anastasia Bray. Whoa. Extreme uh, metaphor shadowing. Man. I'm saying she's still... <laughs> a, no, I meant as a character, like, we got minimal interactivity like with Bay during... That's War- foreshadowing right there. I'm just saying, during the Warmind <laughs> DLC, <laughs> she was a short-lived storyline, and we very mm-hmm. rarely need to talk to her ever. Unless the freaking th- thing is on Unless Mars. you're going there for Escalation Protocol or some other silly thing, but plot-wise, we're kind of he- done with her, is what I'm saying. Until later. I know it's Anna. The stranger's not Anna, though. I know it's not. Most Which, most of the Destiny community this... knows it's not. No, no. Or assumes it's not. Anyway, what are you getting oh. at, Lynn? You're kind of you're kind of. I'm I'm bringing up characters that get f- quickly forgotten okay. or dumped. 
Okay. And like, uh, Eris Morn. Eris Morn that doesn't exist anymore. The three-eyed gypsy that somehow Banished. helps as you helps you banish the hive, or Oryx. Oryx. And well, she's like gone. the end of the Infinity War movie, where half of Thor's group is unexplainably, inexplicably gone. Joe. Joe, there I'm are char- going to need you to stop with the foreshadowing <laughs> for the D3 game, <laughs> which was already hinted at as having split factions. Oh, I wasn't I wasn't even leading into that at all. I was he, simply the, trying to say in the broadest... Hold on, hold on. Okay. In the broadest of senses, all I was saying is like other epic stories where a large number of, it, of seemingly important characters is completely forgotten about we've heard, we know there's they're gonna get touched on at a certain point later down the road right oh you it's know they're gonna get touched and yeah. i i think that i've heard it from whether it be you guys or other people that i play with on playstation that people were talking that the game needs to go full-blown mmo and have all of those aspects added in as opposed to focusing on expansion dumps or season pass type ideals. And to and that's that's one of the things that got brought up with the idea for D three. I had that conversation with you was, directly. Was going to the World of Warcraft style alliance and horde where it will be the guardians of light and the guardians of the taken let's remind everyone before we dive into that let's just remind everyone i mean guardians of the dark let's remind taken it's not taken stop (laughs) stop for a second go to the dark side my bad (laughs) let's just remind let's remind everyone who especially lore enthusiasts out there that are familiar it would be the guardians of the ascendant realm and the guardians of the light. Hold on, the, the stranger, traveler's light. The, the stranger. I'm trying to make a broad point. You darkness. guys are getting into semantics about darkness <laughs> and light. Come on, give me half a second here. I, I promise I won't ramble. Sorry, I, okay. I promise I won't ramble. I'm, not, I'm, I'm making a real broad point that prior to Bungie making a contracted deal with a publisher, because to deliver the ambitious idea of Destiny that they had. Before they could start fully developing it, they needed a lot of money. And Activision signed them a 10-year contract covering over $500 million to start pumping out this game. Bungie's original vision, and time again, they have, they have the developers themselves have claimed their original vision was an open-world shooter that would be an ever-expanding adventure. The only reason we have sequels is because it was a publisher requirement because the way Activision works, they need to see physical box copies selling on a periodic table like a Call of Duty franchise. That is the only reason we got D2. The only reason D3 was even teased. And they pro- they were promised in the... Con- what they were promised in the contract yeah, yeah. four games, and they got delayed multiple times. We covered this in our Nerdentials podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so the bottom line is their original vision was an, an a World of Warcraft experience with Destiny. 
So my personal hope, and I'm done talking about the idea now, is that they they go to that. I don't want to see D3. I want to see the Destiny that, or Destiny semicolon that, something. I no, don't want to see a number. No, no, no semicolon anything. Just get rid of the fucking number and just have it be Destiny and have it incorporate the lore from D1. Like, have you be able to go... Like to those re-experience D one. They've already have a model up for old school Cosmodrome. Right. Why not just yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. put that into the into the game, okay? And take and make that the next mind blowing ex- update. Don't call it an expansion. Don't call it a comeback. Freaking just put it into the game. Not tell anybody about it, and then go. Oh, hey. Here's this thing. We did a thing. You're gonna enjoy it. It's gonna take some getting used to, but unlike the drop of D2, we will hold your hand and give you a tutorial on the things that we did add, the direction we would like to go with this, and here's these new abilities. Here's these new new factions, new ideas, and it's going to change up your whole experience and you'll enjoy it. You know, why? just... For, on a technical one, side of things, I I don't know what you're implying as far as you... Are you saying you want them to update the current existing just platform? Basically, in an update. Take it, take it and grab it by the ankles. Flip it upside down. Take all of their ideas from D3, take all of the things that we love from D1, smash them back into D2, get rid of the number at the end of it, and then just constantly make it a, a you know, an ever-evolving thing that we love, and just add more story aspects into it at the end of the day. So the only thing, and I'm completely, I'm not dis, I'm completely on board with everything you just said. The the only thing from a technical side point that I would hope they do versus just straight up dumping a 100 gig update would be that they completely... What they did when they went from D1 to D2 is they literally... I, I'm not... Bear with me for 30 seconds. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to get into semantics on D1. They, I've already... No, I'm not talking about that. Yeah, I'm talking yeah. about the physicality of what they did as as video game developers is they, for, they literally walked away from the physical copy of Destiny 1. They completely, from the ground up, built Destiny 2. And one of the biggest struggles they deal with is the game engine they are working with is limited to a point where updates take freaking forever. And I only want to point out that any other MMO out there, especially Blizzard and World of Warcraft, when there's an issue in the community and it's discovered early in the morning, they have a patch out and a fix later that afternoon, same day. Like Bungie can't. Bungie physically can't do that because of the game engine they're working with. And in multiple interviews, they have said it's really hard to go in there and fix everything. Same with balancing. So all I'm saying is, in in conclusion, my last statement, and you can you can add, take away, or whatever, or argue, is 
I want them to take everything you said, take the assets, everything that they've developed. Absolutely. I want to see the whole, everything they've created dumped into one cohesive open world. I want to see them trans, I don't know how long and extensive it'd be in. I know they don't have the money to do this, but I want to see it all dumped into a fresh, very intuitive, easy to use engine that allows them to keep building upon. And and from that, yeah. I, I, I'm good. I, Go ahead. No, I, I agree with your fresh engine, easy to code updates, easy, better stability. And I don't know what that for, looks like for them, for or what all, they would have well, to no, no, do, no, no, no. you know? They, but. they, I feel like they did it once when they jumped console generations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When they jumped from 360 and PS3 to PS4 and Xbox, Xbox One. One. They, they did that before. And they gave out digital copies. How hard would it be to jump engines than just send everyone the base? Give everyone who owns Destiny, has Destiny saved on their hard drive, or can prove ownership of a copy of Destiny, send them a base digital copy of the new engine, and then from that point, as opposed to buying new Destiny 3 or... Uh, another update fuck go to the season pass thing like what all these other free to play games are doing but give the content to supersede the free to play and actually make it worthwhile you know what I mean give us Mm -hmm. storyline give us content give us lore give us the weapons the new powers the new abilities (laughs) Give, give us all that in the new engine Put the base into a code, give everybody the code, and then just from the ground up there, go. And one thing, one thing I would say, like specifically towards the direction that they're going, they need to kind of set up a revamp, uh, kind of like the, what they did with. Uh, Saladin in D1 before D2 dropped have like an all-encompassing I don't know return well because like the NPCs in freaking D2 talk about going back to the moon talk about going back to the what is it Juggernaut or not the The Leviathan or uh, they're talking about going back to the Dreadnought. Dreadnought Dreadnought that's yeah and then also talking about going back to, uh, what's the other one? Bungie foreshadowing. If, if, if you if you go stand next to any one of the the lead characters, so like Zavala, um, I want to call her Zoe, but it's not Zoe because that's her actual name. Um, the Warlock Quartermaster. Oh, Ikora? Um, Ikora. Ikora Ray, yeah. yeah. Or, rest in peace, go stand next to De- Cade's dead dead spot. <laughs> <laughs> now Amanda Holiday. They all they will all sit there and run through a string of text. Like, it's a long script. And they all talk well, about things that they, they want to go do. Things that they want to... Well, e- even, in, even the factions talk about yeah, that kind of stuff. I, that, uh, yeah. Dead Orbit talks about going back to the Dreadnought to farm something. And then the Future War Call talks about going back to the moon to fulfill, well, to completely take out the... Even if you go stand next to Banshee, 
Banshee. Banshee. Yeah. Banshee has, I mean, I don't know how long any of you guys have really sat there and listened to his text, but <laughs> being of how many resets he has... Banshee 44. He, <laughs> he, he has some stuff that he will spew off, and then at the end of saying it, he goes, I don't know where that came from. Yeah, right. I've heard but, him say that before. But he he brings up things from the past, like the, what was it, the the War of the Iron Lords. He mm-hmm. brings up stuff from that, because he was a part of that. And that, I think that was before he turned Exo. And, yeah, they, another one was that Hunter from the end, from the Iron Lords expansion in D1. Yes. Where Where did he go? That, I, there's just so many, or the... Or, or Lady Ifrit. Yeah. She's gone. Yeah. It, it, there's just so many NPCs that they could dump <laughs> back into the game that are just, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There, there's potential to, there, there's story. There is always story. Mm-hmm. And it's whether or not they want to, you know, capitalize on it or... And I feel like I'm like missing out on a lot of this because a lot of the lore I have still haven't unlocked. Like I'm still sitting at like twenty eight thousand points, I think. No, you're probably a, like there's a lot 40, out there. 000. And I mean, worst case scenario, if, if you <coughs> if you want to catch up, you can go, uh, you can go to the YouTube channels and look up guys like my name is Bife, who does really excellent lore videos. Yeah. Um, he did a really extensive hour and a half high end production on I think the last word or thorn or both of them, where he actually got a bunch of other YouTubers with him to do voiceover work for the lore. Right. It's really um, extensive. Um, um, speaking of thorn, did you catch that in, at the end of the trailer yeah. for the last word? I'm sitting here. I'm like. Oh, <laughs> right. Uh, it's on its way. Um, it, it's like if you if you pause any of their teasers at the right moment, you will see that one gun that you love. Mm-hmm. Like when the the freaking Forsaken trailer dropped, and they ninjaed in for like five seconds, just a Titan loading a machine gun. <laughs> I I don't know how much I freaking I. I was like jumping around in my service truck just because I saw that. Yes, the Thunderlord when it. Before there was any mention as, that they were going to bring them back. Just, like brings it up and yeah. you see the lightning just spike around it. Yeah. Dong. Hey, uh, let's get to that. Let's get to that final thoughts on the current state of Destiny. As far as um, what what's what's uh one thing each of us wants to take away with the end of this episode? What's one thing each of us is like really enjoying about the game currently? Yeah, Nicholas, um, I like the fact that it's feeling more complete. It it's it's at the point that D one was after uh that last package to me. Um. Yeah, we're not having some of the things that we actually enjoyed from Destiny 2, like our faction rallies. Um, those were actually always something I look forward to, but I haven't seen one in forever. <laughs> uh, but I still feel like I'm not I'm not just grinding for nothing. Because 
I quite literally have three rows of things and quests I got to do to unlock weapons and stuff. Yeah. Kind of to touch on that, um, going into this next thing, if you have anything that has to do with power, uh, what is it? Power. Light level? Um, Power Ingrams. If it if it's something that you have to do that has a power Ingram, do it before it resets, mm-hmm. because then you can actually start getting stuff at the higher levels, then actually still having to slowly rank up. They the Bungie talked about that in one of their hot fixes, um, or one of their What's it called? Twab? The Speak of Bungie? Yeah. It's their weekly Thursday weekly. newsletter that yeah, yeah, yeah. shares all the patch notes, updates, things coming. Yeah. Um, they talked about you want to do those before this drops because then you will actually be able to, if, if you have nothing in your inventory as far as... Um, Powerful Ingrams? Powerful Ingrams and what are those things? <sighs> Crap. All these item quests that I have, I the can't do quests. by myself, but I never have anyone with me to do well, it. Well, if you if <laughs> I will I will try to help you out, but if you don't if you have them still in your inventory when this next one drops, you will still have to grind out harder to reach up to level seven hundred. Once this drops, if there's nothing in your inventory, get rid of them. If if you can't complete them, you'll actually drop at higher rate stuff than, yeah, than what you would do if you still <clears throat> had stuff in your inventory. For me, <laughs> sorry. I am just enjoying getting back into being a uh, man. I went hardcore for a hot minute there, guys, plugging away like 300 hours in a couple months, and then I pulled back and and fell back into the tower casual that I am truly. Uh, but I'm thoroughly enjoying right now. There's 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 so much content in the game at this point. Being a casual player, that um, none of it currently at the moment is time gated. Like right now, everything is pretty much kind of wide open for me, minus a couple certain quests that are just a couple really small minimal quests, like a couple like the Malfeasance. Uh, there are ways around waiting the three week rotation for you know. The, the meatball boss to drop in Gambit, but... Well, the higher drop weight, he still drops, even... Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying that's... They, they fixed that. They brought it because, you know, it, it became really hard for a long time when it first was introduced. Mm-hmm. And right now, I'm just... it's I'm at a real sweet spot across the board for all activities, all um, items to grind for and chase after. And e- even if you're not chasing for that exotic, like let's say you got all the exotics, guess what? There's there's still things in the game to chase if you're if you're itching for something to chase. There's lore to still be unlocked. There's triumphs to still pull off. There's there's 
titles that are now, at least for the duration of Destiny 2, the Dredgen, the Wayfarer, like you you finish out all these things in your triumphs and you get a nice permanent title to slap under your name that mm-hmm. when you're walking around the tower, people can be like, oh, wow, he accomplished that. Oh, he's a Dredgen? Nice. You know what I mean? Bottom line for me, I'm just saying some of the hardcore people have done done and seen everything and, and they're bored, but there are still things to chase if they're willing to look for it. And right now, it's just an open playing field for me, and that's where I'm at with Destiny. Lynn, pass it over to you for your final thoughts. Um, let's see. Final thoughts. For the casual. Or what you're enjoying is, on a personal level. There is work to be done. For the hardcores, it is... You are a guardian. There will always be light. Shoot for that light. There's something to do. And if you enjoy the game, just keep playing it. People forget, Bungie knows how to create that, um, what's that called? It's, uh, it's, I mean, not the grind, not the chase, but the loop. (coughs) That Bungie knows how to create a shooter loop, meaning that the loop being that addictive nature about the game. And a lot of people look to the looter aspect of it and then they complain when there's no more loot to chase, but they forget that the gunplay is so flipping sweet. They were the guys that made Halo, and Halo is was so good because it felt so good to fire a freaking gun, regardless of what that gun was. And a lot of players get so lost in the minutiae of, oh, this weapon and this perk, that weapon and that perk. They forget just how good the guns in general feel when you're capping a when you're capping a guy in the head what crucible or pve it doesn't matter like whether it's you know a monster or a, your buddy it feels good to fire guns in that game and if if we as player can, players can come back and remember why we love bungie i think there's no reason to ever stop playing their games you know that was a little soapboxy. Sorry, guys. Uh, <laughs> hey, I guess that's, I guess uh, Matthew. When when they dropped the dead ghosts back again, did you feel a little nostalgia? <laughs> yeah, I'm down to be a ghost hunter again. There's still there's still 20, 20, 20 odd numbered ghosts out there to hunt down. Yeah, which was kind of weird. I found four or five so far. Anyway tangenting we are exiting this episode guys ran a little long it's been a minute since we've been on here we wanted to come back and whether it's weekly or bi-weekly we're we're gonna come back and and do a regular a regular episode with uh, our destiny podcast here so uh here's to looking forward to the future of destiny and bungie as an independent developer now uh you guys can follow uh, all of us over at nerdentialsmedia.com. That's where the podcast is. That's where all our other goodies are. .com. Um, and Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, those are all on that website, guys. Hit up our Discord. It's at the top of the webpage. Join the conversation. What? Lynn, 
Why don't you sign us out of here? Oh, man. Well, from me and the other guardians here, as always, may the light guide you through the darkness, and we will see you on the, on the other, other side. side. <laughs>